1: Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Good
2: afternoon, everyone on the East Coast, and good morning, everyone on the West Coast. Uh, We have a great interview for you today. I'm Patricia Raskin, right here for Patricia Raskin Positive Living, and uh, happy to be with you. We have a really interesting guest and interesting topic. My guest today is Dorothy Italia, and her brand-new book is Conversations with the Goddess. She offers conversations to have a direct experience with the voice of the Goddess. As the presence dialogues with Dorothy about the spiritual power of women's body and consciousness, she really deliberates liberating insights, helps which helps her with her own conflicts and also with all of our conflicts. And she has created some programs around the theme of the Divine Feminine, and one is called Coming Home to Our Bodies. Welcome, Dorothy.
3: Thank you very much for that introduction, Patricia.
2: Oh, good. Good to have you on the program. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about how this book came about. I mean, because this is. This is a book in in a sense, did you channel this? Did this come through you? How did you get the information it's a uh,
3: the information is uh, it's just what i uh, the title implies it's a conversation with a feminine presence who came into my life in uh, about nineteen eighty one I know that, that sounds, will sound astonishing perhaps to listeners just as it was astonishing for me <laughs> to have it happen, enter my life, especially at a time where, a time of year where one doesn't expect very much else except more of the same. I'm talking about January weather in the Midwest in 1981. That's
2: uh, when this happened. Mm-hmm. So when you say the presence came to you um, were you how did that happen one day did you just hear a voice or did you get this in a dream how did this presence come to you uh well it was
3: a consequence of a visit to a ruined site in the country of Jordan I just didn't it took me a while to put the threads together so to speak, because there was a seven-year difference between visiting as a tourist uh, this ruined city, which is named Petra. It has become rather famous over the years. It wasn't that well-known at the time. This was in the 70s. Right. And uh, seven years later, I uh, on the very gray January day, I wanted to relax before everyone came home from school and from my husband, from work, my two sons and my husband. So I decided to lie down on the living room carpet and put on some music and relax to that. And I was floating on the waves of sound, and all of a sudden, I see uh, with photographic clarity an image of a woman who was radiating, scintillating light, I saw her in profile, yeah. and she was richly dressed and she wore a diadem it looked she looked like um, ancient uh, pictures of Indian East Indian royal persons yeah. and then she turned her head and she smiled in my direction. And, uh, needless to say, well, I need to say it, perhaps. I had never had an experience like that, and I didn't, uh, know who she might be. It was very, it was quiet, but quite astonishing to me. And I didn't realize at the time, though looking back at the contents of the vision, I realized it much later, I didn't know that this vision was going to be a preface to conversations with the feminine presence whom I did encounter
2: after that. Hmm. Amazing. So when this presence started talking to you and giving you wisdom, what's one of the first things that she said that you feel made an impact on your life, Dorothy?
3: What was the first thing she said?
2: Well, oh, one of the first things, what were what were one or two of the things that she said to you that really made an impact on your life?
3: Um, well, when I realized that I was sensing a presence, that would be in Chapter 2 uh, called Encounter. Mm-hmm. Before that, I hi- had some... In- Unusual information came to me, but I thought of it as receiving unusual information. I didn't anticipate this presence until later, and I couldn't deny the experience. So I can read some of the things that she said, if you wish to get sure, a of feeling course. for it. All right. Uh This time, I was startled to feel a palpable energy enveloping me. Even more disconcerting was the sensation that the field of energy was a presence, an intelligence. Yet the feeling could not be denied. The part of me which wished to explain it away was shoved off center stage by the nature of the experience. I was uplifted into a state of what I could only describe as a feeling of radiance, which emanated from my heart center. This state went beyond all the ordinary feelings of well-being I had ever known. What followed was also unprecedented. And I heard these words, you can speak with me. And I said, what? You can speak with me. I am more than an image. I am a presence. I have been trying to communicate directly with you without overwhelming you with my energy, but you have preferred to believe that you were just receiving information which came from beyond your everyday mind. Really? I found myself replying as I would in a conversation. Yes, really. I am Earth. I can communicate with humans when I wish. And I say, this is just... Too surprising. I mean, how can I be sure that this is a real? This conversation is real. She says, "How can you be sure that it isn't?" And at the same time, I felt disbelief. I also sensed the beneficence about the presence as c- it continued to speak. This was a case of cognitive dissonance, unlike any I'd ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And then she proceeds to 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 speak and some of it is um uh some what? of it is, uh, sounded like riddles at the time mm-hmm. I only came to understand it later. So let me ask you this
2: we have a few minutes before break. What yeah. would you say obviously she's here for a reason the name of the book is Conversations with the Goddess.
3: And yeah.
2: she's for a reason what do you think is her major message? Particularly to women, what she's obviously using you as a vehicle to get her message across. What do you think her major message is, Dorothy?
3: At, at that time, I could uh, sum it up fairly briefly. At the in 1981, um, as far as I knew, no one was talking about the divine feminine. And she was saying that the re- there would be a reemergence of the divine feminine, which is an evol- uh, evolutionary cycle in the life of our planet that was um, being uh, initiated by uh, the PowerPoint, the cosmic PowerPoint of Petra, all of which is a lot to take in, of course. Mm-hmm. She also said that in this new cycle, women will be agents for planetary evolution. They will step forward uh, uh, in leadership but for this to happen, women must seek a different vision beyond the disempowering story that they've been living with in. Oh. And then she contributes to that broader vision. I get drawn into it by uh, talking about my own issues as a female. And in the, uh, in the course of the conversation, she starts telling a different story. It's a story about women's innate spiritual power. Which she's always had. Woman has always had, but forgotten.
2: So, uh, so it's it's almost a, a reclaiming our power as women. Yes,
3: yes. And for me, um, uh, what was I think the, the the way that the issues came up in the course of the conversation fit very well uh, since I'm. Li- lived in a cultural context that defined my body and what it was to be female, other women would have the same issues. So basically I am, in the book, I'm standing as the reference point in space and time as a human being within
2: a certain cultural context. Fascinating. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, thank you. All right. Dorothy Italia and her book is Conversations with the Goddess where she actually had a conversation with the goddess who came through her and she explains all of this in her book and when we come back um, again we're we'll with Dorothy Italia you're listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com America's Voice See you we'll be right back <laughs>
1: opinion your voice counts call toll free 1-866-472-5787 one 472 5787 voiceamerica.com are you ready to get freed up The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
4: Hi,
2: hey everyone, we are back. You are listening to Patricia and Positive Living. We're here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. My guest today is Dorothy Italia, and her book is Conversations with the Goddess, Encounter at Petra, Place of Power. Dorothy named Chickie to her friends, would be the first one to admit that she had no idea that her trip in the 70s to Petra, Jordan, would be the beginning of an inner journey that would transform her life. She'd never heard of Petra, but she went to Jordan on a whim, and while exploring the city with her family, she found herself profoundly affected by ancient Petra. She was fascinated by how the people lived, their arts, and their traditions for death. And her goals were modest to encourage her sons to receive themselves as global citizens by the way of their father's Mideastern heritage. And she wanted sons with a well-rounded cultural academic education. Seven years after her trip in a relaxed and a meditative state, who was Dorothy, had her first encounter with the goddess. And although she was astonished and doubtful, she continued to meditate and eventually became inspired to research and explore this whole new world. And so she has this wonderful book, and which is Conversations with the Goddess. And she also now creates a program called Coming Home to Our Bodies, the Radiant Body of the Goddess. Welcome back, Dorothy. Thank you, Patricia. Okay. All right. So let's ask you um, more about. You talked about feeling very empowered in your conversations with the goddess. And I asked you this before, but what would you say was one area of your life that changed because of your own transformation from talking to her?
3: Yes, uh, it was specific. I didn't mean that I was empowered in every area of my life. That would be a lot to say. But what was empowering to me was to realize that uh, I, I came to understand that the disempowering story that my culture had given me about my life as a female can and will be transcended, which I had certainly doubted before. I had no, I saw no way to deal with it. Mm. And, uh, I found that that misperception about myself as a female being cleared away, I um, I had wasted a lot of psychic energy uh, on inner inner conflict, which in fact had um, uh, had risen from uh, the cultural mythology that I lived within. in other words, we can there, it, it was impersonal it was not a person not personal in the sense that some issues are, but it was a collective experience for women. So what the experience that was a great shift for me was my perception of what it meant to live in a female body. Because I was born into a culture which didn't see the human body as spiritual, especially the female body. And spirit was a different entity, separate from body and even in, even um, more important than the body and I also uh, was taught that my body processes were considered only bio- biological processes. You've you've heard that that um, phrase that women don't like biology is destiny, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we when the presence began to speak of women's natural transformational mysteries. Uh, That all changed because that was the first time in my life I saw that the female body does have spiritual power. So I began to shift into a different paradigm for how I thought about myself in relation to my body, in relation to being female.
2: So, And how was that? How did, what what changed, what was different from what you had thought before?
3: Well, she talked about how, showed, actually, how our female body's transformations are inseparable from our spiritual development. Mm-hmm. And so this counteracted something that I had learned, um, that, you know, a spirit a spirit had nothing to do with women's functions. As I learned it, and so it, it came from a split in perception, which um, there I had come across in the 70s an essay that that describes this split in perception and the profound effect it has had on uh, our culture and women. And this was the uh, work of a Catholic theologian named Rosemary Rother, and in her work. I came across, um, it was a defining moment of recognition for me when I read uh, she's, that she said that there exists in our cultural mythology a fundamental dualism in which woman, body, instinct, and nature are equated with the earthly, finite aspects of existence. And then the other half of this equation is man, mind, spirit, and culture. And she said, "The pole of uh, man, mind, spirit, and culture has been perceived to be the most important one, and also the dominant pole so she she coined a phrase for this she called it hierarchical dualism
2: mm-hmm. right so what you're saying is we have both within us we
3: that's that's a big fundamental <laughs> hang up, yeah, yeah is that what you said i i
2: that I we have both so. dualities within us. Yes. Yes, and and let me ask you this, because we're coming in a time now. You know, uh-huh. it's it, it's an interesting economic time for a lot of people. There's been yes. a lot of fear for people about will they be secure? Will they be okay? Uh-huh. So, why? What would you say about you know you you recorded these conversations with the divine feminine presence? And the question is, how do you feel that this is so important for the time we live in now? How can we apply what messages she gave you to life now in, in tough economic times?
3: Um, I'm not sure that the tough economic I'm not sure what connection you're seeing between tough economic times and what uh,
2: uh what we
3: we were just talking about.
2: Well, what I'm saying is how, in terms of today, in terms of the time we live in now, why is this present so important?
3: Why is the present so important?
2: The today's world, Uh, yes,
3: because she's a great deal more than uh, just a concept of deity that we can choose to eliminate or not. You know, she's real. She pervades all of existence. And she is coming into prominence, and she's telling us that we in our world are out of balance, and if you want to relate that to the economy, I would say our economy is affected by uh, imbalances, wouldn't you? And we have to change our perceptions about important aspects of existence, because they're not incidental. They're they're absolutely fundamental. That, that's the masculine and feminine principles of planetary life. We we haven't been treating the natural world well, and it gets treated the way a lot of women, the feminine, has been treated. It, it, you think about the. Um, uh, you're familiar with the uh, yin and yang symbol, the Tao symbol, the circle with the yin and yang within it black and white halves that are flowing, Mm -hmm. which yang corresponds to masculine and yin to feminine. In this symbol, both yin and yang are, they're different yet co-equal in value and power. And then, if you think of the circle around them, it represents the natural way or flow of things. So when yin and yang aren't in balance according to Taoism, the natural way of things is disturbed. So, if you relate this symbol to our Western model of masculine-feminine and poles of existence, you can see that there's a big difference in how their relationship is perceived. We in the Western world have a model for the masculine and feminine in which one half of the equation has been perceived to be more important than the other half of the equation, masculine over the feminine. So instead of equilibrium between both poles, we have imbalance. and. You can see that one pole becoming more dominant than the other isn't in sync with the natural order of things. According to the Dow, I'm using that uh, as an an analogy to explain Uh, why this rebalancing with the rise of the feminine is—it's a way of rebalancing um, the for the
2: planet. You know, I've, I've heard that, yes, and I've heard that from other people in terms of how yeah. we're we're imbalanced with polarity, and what you're talking yeah. about is balancing the masculine and the and the feminine, and embracing yeah. it, just from yin and yang, what all what all of that is. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, my okay. guest is Dorothy Italia,
4: <clears> and her <throat>
2: book is Conversations with the Goddess and she has had a conversation with the goddess who has talked to her and given her some tremendous insights about women and also about uh, the divine feminine presence. When we come back, we'll talk to her more about her book, Conversations with the Goddess. You can log on to DorothyItalia.com, D-O-R-O-T-H-Y, Italia, A-T-A-L-L-A.com. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, or on VoiceAmerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. ¶¶
1: Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading Conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference, right here on the Voice America Business Channel, every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.
0: Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
4: Hi,
2: everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. You know, I want to say, and I say this often on the programs, that I've been with Voice America probably eight, eight or nine years now. That was one of their first programs because I always believed in positive programming and I came to them. They, I think, are the best in the business in terms of really bringing quality educational and inspirational programming to us through the Internet. So do look at some of their other stations beside Voice America. There's Voice America Health and there's different other stations uh, that are, that you can see. There's a, a green channel as well. So just go to voiceamerica.com and listen to this show and listen to several others as well. My guest is Dorothy Atala, and her book is Conversations with the Goddess, Encounter at Petra, Place of Power. And she had a conversation with the goddess in, uh, in her visualization and imagery and, and has been delivering to us through her book some very powerful, powerful messaging. Now, Dorothy, welcome back. I know that you also went to Jean Houston's Mystery School. Yes, I did. How did that inspire what you're doing?
3: Um, actually, I, I had completed my manuscript before I went to Mystery School, so um, it, it, it didn't it didn't inspire my writing in the way you might have thought. But what's inspiring about uh, what was inspiring about being there was that um, I met a community of people who who uh, were thinking in, in uh, a frontier way about the evolution of the planet and what we need to do to contribute to it so uh, i I would recommend mystery school to anyone but um I had already written the book,
2: so... All right. And what were some of the um, lessons from the Mystery School, even though you had already written the book? I'm sure it inspired you in some way.
3: Yes. Um, Well, Jean has developed a, a program over, I think it's since she was about 45, it's that Mr. School has been in existence well over 20 years, 20, well over 25 years, I think maybe 26 years. And she, uh, developed a way of looking, she, she created a program which is a way of looking at human development that, um, is unique because she takes people on experiential journeys to discover themselves in a much more expanded perspective than they're used to thinking about themselves. Mm. Uh, so it, she starts out with affirming the importance of the, the body, the integrity of the body, the sensory experience. And then uh, from there, she gets into the psychological level of her experience. And, and from then on, the mythic level of human experience, by which she she means there are certain broad patterns that keep arising in myths that are very relevant to our journeys through life, and we explored those and even enacted some of those journeys, uh-huh. and then um, there is this, this spiritual level where uh, we we talk about... How we got into the, uh, what was inspirational about the great religions of the world and then how we need to, uh, look ahead beyond them and start dreaming into being the, uh, dreaming the planetary dream together. So as to move the planet forward into its future. In other words, we're, we, will, we, we are co-creating. We are co-creators with that unfoldment.
2: So let's that, I
3: hope this. that explains what impressed me.
2: Well, yes, and also how you are working with that now in that you are doing a teleseminar this Saturday, and yeah. I'm sure there are elements of that that you're incorporating. So tell us about your teleseminar and what people can expect to gain from that. All right. And I gave
3: it a title, which I hope gives a sense of, uh, is catchy, Why Should I Care About Womb Power? Because I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> must wonder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll focus on the information in part two of my book. Because the feminine presence that I encountered spoke at length about women's natural transformational mysteries and why it's important to recover knowledge of them. And she proceeded to to do that in conversation. And her intention is to heal the divided self that so many of us experience because of the prevailing cultural mythology regarding our femaleness in our bodies. For me, the benefit of this healing perspective was huge, and I believe it will be of great benefit to other women to realize that there's a different way of looking at our femaleness, our bodies. It goes beyond the disempowering story we've lived within for so long. And uh, so I have an outline in two parts. The first one is uh, kind of like how, how? What we learned before? Uh, what is in this book? Mm-hmm. So I call it a divided self. Colon. What we learned. The next the subtopic is dualism and downfall. Colon. Cursed womb. Mind and womb. Colon. Mind over matter, which is was the old paradigm. Reproduction and womb, colon, biology is destiny. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we set the framework for what we've learned and we, this will be open to conversation too. And then in part two, uh, I, it will be thinking through the body, a phrase that I took from Adrienne Rich's comment, which I thought was prescient at the time because this was when she was writing in the early 70s. She's a poet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's getting into the different paradigm why womb power should matter to you colon woman's natural transformational mysteries womb power and chakras colon biology meet your partner spirit I'm being a little little bit of a joke there but <laughs> the next one would be womb power as gateway for spirit and womb power birthing the feminine self
2: and when you say um, womb power you mean W-O-M-B
3: W O M B. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Same power. Fascinating. So these are the kinds of things that you will cover this Saturday at yes. the seminar.
3: Yes. And if you have time for it, I could read a very brief section that um, that might give a feeling for what um, what I'm talk- talking about just through the the subtitles and so on. Sure, and then... If yes. I don't know how much time we have right now left. So.
2: Oh. All right, go oh. ahead.
3: Okay. All right, the, the womb center has Newman because it is a meeting place for the forces, earth forces and celestial, which give form to the human child. The womb is not merely an organ, not merely a culture dish, culture dish for the meeting of egg and sperm. The female psyche has been thought to be separate from this center, but the womb center is not separate from consciousness. It is an expression of consciousness. All of the lower chakra centers are as much an expression of consciousness as the higher ones are. And she said, "Um, you are mystified by this statement that this center is not separate from consciousness, that it is in fact an expression of consciousness, are you not? And I said, yes, I am mystified. She says, I'm saying that the womb center is not separate from consciousness as the word consciousness is usually defined. That is, as a quality of cognition and awareness perceived to be separate from the body. Now, let us go further. The womb center is a central generative force in the development of a female psyche. It is a living center of consciousness from which a woman's psyche derives nourishment in a form of its own. In other words, there is no real boundary between soma and psyche. That the womb center is central in the development of the female herself, not just in her child's development, is the critical point which is being made here. It is not just a biological container which conditions and limits woman's psyche. In addition, and this is a very important point, this center gives birth to and form to the feminine quality which each chakra level of consciousness in the human female expresses. And now you are attempting to visualize this by thinking of the womb center as one which conditions the level of consciousness in a woman.
2: All right. And on that note, I think we're going to have to close. But, Dorothy, um, I've really enjoyed having you on the program. And I want to tell people that they can certainly log on to Conversationswiththegoddess.net. That's mm-hmm. one, right? Oh, and
3: uh, another thing uh, to find anything out about the teleseminar. It's going up today, uh, not on my website today, but on. Uh, I have a Facebook page called Conversations with the Goddess, and there will be information there okay. for how to register for this teleseminar.
2: All right, would you have any closing thoughts you'd like to leave us with, a closing message? Uh,
3: just that I hope that, uh, I hope that people will come to this and feel free to ask
2: questions. All right, thank you, Dorothy, so much. All right, my guest has been Dorothy Atala. Her book is Conversations with the Goddess, Encounter at Petra, Place of Power. Remember, folks, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great Monday and a great week.